0: become comfortable being uncomfortable. And I think if you can start there, you'll come in with this sense. It's like, I'm not going to be great at this right off the bat. This may not be for everyone, but you will eventually get better and you will connect to your audience. Believe in yourself and with time, people will start to see it in you. And you're like, wow,
1: like, you know, you're on the right path with it.
0: I'm waiting for my day to come. Well, maybe I should blow it up and make today to
1: one. Hey friends, welcome back to the Mighty Middle Podcast. Our mission, as always, is to help create a culture of connection by sharing stories and ideas that inspire individuals to move in towards one another and up to our highest potential. My guest today is a man of many talents, including music, martial arts, and making people laugh with his spot on impressions and impeccable comedic timing. Currently, he's in the process of launching his first EP called The Book of Matthew, which you can hear behind me. And so I thought it was a great opportunity to bring him in here and talk about courage, confronting our doubts, and how we can find the confidence to truly be ourselves. So please enjoy this honest and at times hilarious conversation with my good friend, the very talented and very funny Matt Smith
0: thank you thank you thank you man i appreciate this opportunity this is going to be so much fun i'm excited to be with you
1: it's good to have you here buddy i'm sorry i missed this morning's workout did you That's, go
0: i did go i did go small small group today but we got it we got it in we got it in did he
1: ha- did you run in the soft sand
0: we did he made us he <laughs> <laughs> you now he does you know he does
1: a lot of running a lot of burpees if you guys have never run in the soft sand it's brutal it's where you belong
0: it's where we belong it's all we deserve <laughs> it's the yeah, exactly it's like
1: fucking ivan i'm actually having i'm excited i'm having ivan on the uh, podcast because i want to talk to him jujitsu like uh, jujitsu and martial arts is a big thing discipline stuff like that i'm interested in talking about so i'm gonna have him on that soon should well. be really
0: interesting because again he's somebody i mean what he's doing now especially through the process of what he just opened and then going through that setback so i mean he's he's a good person yeah. to, to keep on i would imagine yeah
1: yeah, and it's cool it's cool to see that like um we do really gotta get into that his shit. That's his shit, but like um mm-hmm. but but just the idea of like continue to show up for us, we continue to show up for him, and that's kinda how like how like a group and how a culture forms yeah, yeah, in a it's way. Good. It's good. It's really a lot cool of people see.
0: wouldn't have done that. Most people would have just waited and mm. but he's solid like that.
1: I, I wanna talk to him about physical fitness and, and how how strength strength and courage and whatnot impacts and, and bleeds into the rest of your life. Um, you've been like a very good friend of mine for a long time. You've always been very confident, and pretty like pretty into physical fitness and whatnot. Like, where does that come from, and how does that uh, like affect you in your life?
0: I think ultimately, when you when you see people who who move in that sphere, whether it's jujitsu or or just or the gym or whatever your craft may be, I think uh, the consistency is important. I mean, you hear everyone talk about it. It's like discipline is everything. It's like, so if you're not holding yourself accountable to those things, it's like, how can you feel like you're ready to not so much ready to take on more, but like you got to give it all you got in order to wake up, look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm happy with what I'm doing. I'm happy with the level of, of commitment that I'm putting into something. Cause think about how many people pick something up and put it down two minutes later. They're like, that's too hard. And then they're Mm -hmm. the same ones like, why doesn't things work out? It's like, well, because you're not, you had, you're not in the soft sand. It's like you gotta yeah. go and you gotta put in. You have to put in the work. You can say that a million times and it sounds cliche, but it's it rings so true with with everything. You know what I mean? Just putting it in.
1: Yeah, gotta get in the soft sand. I gotta love get that. In the soft sand, and it's true. But so okay, so so with that, so. So having watched you be disciplined in that aspect for the majority of your life, did that come from anywhere specific? Were you born with that kind of mindset? Was it given to you by your parents or family? Honestly,
0: no. I think for a majority of my life, I didn't have that at all. I wasn't big into sports. I didn't participate into things. And it's not because I didn't want to. I think um, my size played a big fact in that. Like I wasn't really, I wasn't utilized. I would go to practice and I'm there four days a week and then game day comes and here I am riding the pine, you know, cause coaches used to play politics or they, maybe they were worried I'd get hurt, but either way, it kind of made me lose interest in all that stuff. It wasn't until, you know, I, I got way out of high school, started my first jobs where I kind of was like, Hey, I like going to the gym. I like starting my day this way. I feel great afterwards. And then it just kind of had a spiral effect into other things. Like taking that extra step, like jujitsu and the MMA. I really liked that as a, as an outlet. Cause I'm not dunking basketballs, you know what I mean? But <laughs> no. I can, but I can friggin' like throw a mean friggin', uh hook kick.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can, really? it was funny. Yeah, Matt, how tall are you, Matt? Five foot five. Five five, baby, I love it. Yeah. That And that's, and that's, we're going to get into that, like the, the confidence mm-hmm. and whatnot. But Maddie, you walked into the to the gym, you had been, you had done it before, but I was like, oh Matt, you should come do this thing. And you came in and just threw these mean round houses and hooks. And I'm like, this I'm like, oh, You look like you've done this before. <laughs>
0: yeah it's so funny because even Ivan was like what'd you train before I was like I was it was it was taekwondo he's like yeah I could tell I was like well that and it's written on my bag but (laughs) (laughs) but no yeah uh, uh Rob Smith's brother he was also a great master Moraine, he's a great practitioner and I learned a lot from him prior to coming there but yeah I like switching it up different disciplines are cool
1: what, what do you get like out of, out of that, I guess, discipline itself, we'll kind of dive into that a little bit deeper, but like out of a martial art, out of a practice, because the gym's kind of self-led right. in a way um, with a martial art. Is there, does that add anything to your, to your sense of uh, balance or sense of? Um...
0: Oh, ab- absolutely. I think with, with something like that, you know, they stress technique a lot and you'd be surprised. It's like, it's not so much to be prepared. Like I go out looking for trouble, but when you get, approach with something like that where you might have to get physical it's good to know what to do properly and not panic you know what i mean not so not feel so like oh my god like here comes a punch it's like i know how to block i know how to move so you do learn that whereas like the gym it's like yeah i go every day but i don't necessarily have to go as hard if i don't want. like i can go and take a lackadaisical workout and still feel like oh i showed up but when you're there he pushes you so it's different like when you go to a group setting there's somebody there cracking that whip and like really drilling it in you know
1: yeah it's it's really interesting so i've learned in terms of you know personally there's a level of whip cracking that i that i need like Mm -hmm. i remember i did crossfit when i lived in hollywood and i always say like i didn't love it for for certain reasons one of the reasons i didn't love it is about four months in i asked somebody and i was like are you guys sore every day and they're like yeah and i was like that sounds kind of terrible like there's a part of me that wants a couple days where i'm I'm enjoying myself but what i did learn is i learned things that i could do physically that i didn't think i could possibly do that i would never would have learned i could do had somebody not been like try it right or um and some people can do that on their own and and for me there's a level of that that I enjoy and then there's a level of it when you get to like boot campy stuff that I actually I don't respond well to where some other people do. Some people getting like yelled like yelled at and and degraded yeah. degraded so in a yeah. certain way like yeah. that works for them. For me I'm just like I'm good. Thank you for Yeah, <laughs> some people your don't time. some
0: people don't really respond well to that sort of like reinforcement. But again, to go to your point, I think it's with something like this, you know, what else is really like interesting to me about it is seeing yourself progress you know if that makes sense it's like where you'll go in there and like your first week your kicks suck or your punches are horrible but then you're there like a few months you're like oh wow like I'm getting pretty good at this you know what I mean you're throwing them faster harder and you're like damn this is pretty neat so it's it's like the repetition of it like it's it's cool to watch not just in myself but like to see like other people like who you didn't know again you're like I didn't know what these people are capable of. And the women that go to that class, they blow my mind every day because I hear those pad smacks. I'm like, who the fuck is throwing that? And I look over and and I'm like, oh my God, like this girl is firing hard. And you're like, oh, wow, all right, shit. So yeah, it's it's neat to watch people evolve in those things. Whereas the gym, it's like, we're all just like lifting the same weight. It's like, all right, that's cool. You might learn something new. Like, oh, I'll try that workout. But there, this is definitely a progressive art form and it's neat. For sure. There's a
1: great like community camaraderie. Yeah, Maria is a beast. She it throws kicks. Amy lynn's a, a grapple, and watching mm-hmm. her, the same thing. It's mm-hmm. like, but for me, it's a, it's the idea of like everyone, these people showing up, watching the community around you show up. You just gain this respect and this like admiration for them and their skill level and just their willingness to continue to try. Mm-hmm. Right? We show up every day, and it's funny. Every once in a while, they post stuff, I and mean, every once in a while, I'm in a video, and yeah. I look at it, and I'm like, Wow! You th- while you're in it, you think you're fucking Jean Claude and, cool. yeah.
0: <laughs> and I kind of get mad sometimes. When I'm like not in the story, I'm like, where am I at? No one yeah. freaking no. what am I out of focus? Oh, over there? Or or or
1: sometimes I think I think I'm Jean Claude Van Damme, but they pan over when I'm like deep, <laughs> yeah, deep breathing. Yeah, yeah. Tripod position, like hacking up. Catch me in like the first minute, minute yeah. forum. <laughs> when I'm not
0: gassed Yeah, show me when I'm fresh.
1: Ah, oh, it's great, but it's so great. Um, it is, it is. Those
0: are the kind of people that you kind of want to, like those people are the ones that you really want to like surround yourself with. It is like they say, you know, you know, you are the company you keep. It's like, but I do, I, I appreciate being around people like you who do this and you do that. It's like you're, you're constantly trying to give back and do a little more than what's required of you, and that's not something that a lot of people possess. It's not a characteristic that a lot of people have.
1: Yeah. Well, thank, thank you for that. And, and, and for me, it's this idea of, you know, these things, some of these ideas, you know, talking to people like you, talking to Ivan, talking to all these individuals and then sharing their stories um, because like we're going to get into it today with you and you're, you're about to drop an album and just what, you know, following your dreams, like this kind of stuff. Somebody might hear this, your story and change the trajectory of your life. And it's not me. It's just I'm I'm thrilled to be able to share them. I'm I'm thrilled to know people that inspire me, and then have the facility and the ability to to share those stories.
0: And that's 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 great because again, you know, I think a lot of us, like uh, me primarily, I'm like I we kind of we humble ourselves to the point where I'm kind of like, well, who cares about what I'm doing necessarily? It's like yeah, people you know may be interested if they see something. It's like but someone who recognizes it and helps to bring that to the forefront, it, it's it's really good.
1: Yeah. And so, so let's talk about what you're doing. So, so, Maddie, I have you on here today. You are in the midst. Matthew, for the listeners who don't know, is about to drop his first EP called The Book of Matthew. So tell me a little about that journey.
0: Well, I, in, in my younger years, uh, I mean, right out of high school, the early, late 90s, early 20s, I was big into hip hop. Obviously, we live in a very urban area, I went to Atlantic City High School, and that music kind of just dominated the scene. So I just fell in love with the writing of it and just the rapping of it and making the words that like being trying to be witty. So me and my buddy Rob, we put our first album out together called Tracksmiths. It was Blood, Sweat and Years was the title, but Tracksmiths was the group. So after that, it just kind of like things kind of fizzled out there wasn't really much follow-up we wanted to work on something else and we just never really pushed at it and life got involved fast forward to to where i'm at now and you know i kind of was thinking to myself and i would have conversations with my buddy victor who is part of the culprits big up to the culprits he kind of said to me he's like you should do another album and you should call it the book of matthew and for me already i'm like all right that's cool it's like it's got you know My name's Matthew. Ha, ha, ha. That works.
1: It's actually a fantastic name. And
0: I kind of just figured to myself, you know, I I would say to myself, I was like, ah, dude, you're a little too, It's like I think that moment has passed for you. And I would always say things like, and I've had this conversation with you, I was like, if I only had the technology of today back then, God knows where I could have gone with it. But then I had to remind myself, I'm like, wait, you have it now and it's never too late. Like those two things were kind of what said, hey, you have these tools now. It's never too late. I believe in the content that I put out. I think it's creative and I just love doing it. So if for no other reason than that, I'm happy with it. I'm proud of it. I can I can lift my head high and say, I love it. I think it's good. And it and I'm willing to to push that out and get the the opinions of everybody else and hopefully they enjoy it.
1: Beautiful. So so let's let's kind of dive into it a little bit. Like why now? Because obviously, you know, for anyone listening, there's that I'm too anything, I'm too old, mm-hmm. I don't have this. There's a lot of there's the ability to fall into lack and then let it fall away. So what was it about now that made you pull the trigger? What was the difference between a dream and and creating an action around that dream?
0: Well, I think I think again it's it's the outlet, always loving the outlet. And even though before, like I mean I may not have been as active with with putting music out but I was always constantly writing so it never really left like I was always you know I'm driving in a car and you're kind of like freestyling in your head and you like write it down like things like that like when things come to you you just you kind of it's it's an all-encompassing thing that just never really left my side but now I do uh COVID kind of was was a big part in it and when COVID happened and shut the world down and everyone was out of work it was the first time i think a lot of us have ever been through something like that but i kind of came to the realization like i need to not necessarily get out of what it is i'm doing it's like but i need to be more of a self self self-employed nature Mm -hmm. the music for me was the closest life raft to swim to because i mean obviously you know I, i i attempt to work into like voiceovers But for the sake of creating content and excitement around what I'm doing, the easiest way is like the music. You know how to do that. You can put together nice songs. It's like you can kind of hook them with that and then hit them with the other. So that's kind of the game plan in my mind.
1: I like that. So, so, and you say the easiest, but I'm interested in that because it's actually doing what you do, writing songs, doing all this stuff. It's hard. So, do you mean the most accessible, the one that pulled you the most, the one that was easiest for you to tap into and and enjoy? And
0: yes, I mean it's just it's the most comfortable. I'm very comfortable with that. So, like that Mm -hmm. was a no brainer. It's like I can come in, do that. I can come up with a good song. I can even do like uh, you know a nice concept video behind it which we just finished shooting i can't wait until it's it's out Mm. but it was it was the quickest way to get up and running voiceover industry extremely competitive very hard to crack into i mean you can do demos for days it's like but get getting recognized for something like that takes a little bit more time and you have to build up you know your your following when it comes to that so it's almost like starting from scratch but whereas the music i was kind of like i can dive back into this a majority of my friends who know me and people know me will It'll be easier for them to swallow. You know, they'll just welcome it a little bit more openly than than the other. Not to say that they wouldn't. It's like, but it's like, let me segue with this first.
1: Yeah, that's it's actually so interesting to hear because in a way, you, in a way, you've pushed outside of a comfort zone. You've you've really put yourself out there in a way that that you haven't maybe in a while. Um, but see what, what you're saying is, it's actually in a weird way, com- you're comfortable doing it. It was just pushing it into action or, or doing something different with it. You know, because like, like, why didn't you do it five years ago, six years ago? I know you said COVID, but it was always on the table and you were comfortable doing it.
0: Oh well, and, and, and you know what's funny about that? I was told even in my younger years when I was really heavy into it, a lot of the people that would produce beats for me and help me record, they would say things like, you need to learn how to do this like you, it's like, you can write, you can rap, which is great. He's like, but until you learn how to do all this, it's like, you're always going to be at the behest. So years ago, that was, I guess, my biggest setback. I was like, I don't know how to do it on my own. So I'm reliant on someone to help me and who is willing to help. So again, when COVID hit, I built the studio, which I'm actually in right now. Like I bought all this stuff, built this stuff in my room, and I'm actively trying to learn it now, which is, I guess, why it's like, hey, be more uh, well-rounded with that so you can do it all. And eventually I can just work and live out of here. You know what I mean? This is like, I would not I would love to wake up in the morning and never have to go further than a few steps to just kind of make a living and just enjoy what, what it is you're doing. So I think, yeah, that's kind of why, why now seems so fitting for me.
1: Yeah, I actually had this conversation, oddly enough, this morning with somebody from work, and we were talking about the people. We were talking about you, but the, I was talking about the people that do The Simpsons or, or mm-hmm. Family Guy that just, listen, they make so much money. They had a little recording studio. They don't have to leave their house. The
0: career, like just, you've made, they've made a career. And The Simpsons, longest running, come on. Oh, those people haven't insane. had to do anything <laughs> besides besides be Bart. Just go up and be Bart every
1: day. But it's what you said. It's like the, the, the ability to go downstairs and do it. But But deeper than that, like I, you know, big ups to you on the studio and putting that all together. I mean, I'm in the same thing. I got this fucking heads. We got our headsets. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. On and like- I feel
0: like I still, at, 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 I mean, knowing not to cast, like that's a downgrade what I've learned so far, but I still kind of feel like I'm clueless, like when it comes to a lot of this, but it's.
1: Well, let's delve into it a, a little in that area because a lot of times people will hear from somebody that's, Super successful and they'll kind of talk about their journey and it's easy to be like, this is what you got to do blank, blank, blank. Like you're in it. You, 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 you bought that equipment. I remember I was pumped mm-hmm. when you were like, I'm getting all this equipment. So in the thick of it, like what has come up during the recording process would have been some of the, um, like setbacks that you've had to overcome. In recording the album and learning the equipment.
0: Well, I think, and you could probably attest to this, is like, I think we do have this habit of like we look at these things and the technology and we're like, oh my God, this is so beyond me. But when you're when you're doing it, right? When you're recording, whether it's a song or a podcast or whether you're editing something, when you break it down to the simplicity, it's like all I have to do is cut this here and put this here. It's like it really is like it's the simplest thing. So, um, Executionally, you're like, Oh wow, it's like the beat will play. I can hear it, I speak into this along with it, and we're done. You lay it down, and then you just that's when you really get to get into your effects and start playing with it. Where it's like, I may not know what these buttons do, but when I move this up or down, it changes what I hear. So it's really just kind of that it's trial and error with everything. Like, oh wow, this sounds cool, I'll leave this effect on. But the hardest part, I'll say for me, is the computer itself, because I don't—I mean, these like for like MacBooks, like they kind of have a mind of their own, and sometimes they'll just do something. I'm like, I didn't hit a button, like why is this here now? So yeah, just kind of figuring that out is really where I—I I, I have the most frustration. But everything else, you're like, oh dude, this sounds simple.
1: Would you go to uh YouTube? YouTube University? Yeah, yep, <laughs> that's the move. Yeah, where we all do. It's amazing because you can get caught up all you want in something. And then I remember watching a video the other day in the gym or, or listening to a guy, and he was like, how to launch a podcast in 20 minutes. And I was like, because it's that easy. Be to done. No, <laughs> no, no. But, but, but in, in the sense of it's easy to keep layering on, but I need this. I need the graphics. What if I make it do this, all the equipment? But in reality, if you have an idea and you want to get it out. You can do it immediately. That's the beauty of the technology. You just have to get out of perfection zone. Mm-hmm. you have to, you have to mm-hmm. find the level of I'm happy with what i've what I'm offering, but I'm also not putting a roadblock in front of myself because I'm afraid of being judged for what right. I'm about to put out. So let's talk about that. So in terms of setbacks for you, is there anything i guess emotionally with the album is there excitement is there trepidation like what are your fears as an artist you know as a
0: there's all of that i mean there's all of that i am i'm super excited about it it's like i love doing it and it's like and i i enjoy the process of it my heart has always probably been more on like performing, like live, like doing shows, I always thought that that was the reason. Like, I want to do the album because my eventual intent is like, I want to perform it somewhere where you can get, you know, a couple hundred people together all having a good time and you really get to showcase it. But it's, it's you're putting yourself out there as, as far as you can go with the honesty of who you are and just, I mean, I can't call an album the Book of Matthew and not give any part of my personal life. So when this thing is out there and people hear it, it's like, You're going to get to know me a little bit better. It's like not everything that I'm saying was easy to deal with or say, but Mm. it's still, it's like, I can sit back and say, find, I challenge you to find one aspect of any of those songs. That's bullshit. It's like, go. It's like, try to find something that I'm not either telling the truth or my truth about. And I think we worry a lot of, I I, know I do like that. If there's any fear, it's that. It's wondering like, oh, damn. It's like, now they know me. A little more personally uh, uh, how are they gonna think of me differently or you know whatever the case may be but at the end of the day it's like any any creative person it's like i'm willing to do it and i can still be happy with it because it's it's as honest as i can be with myself and everyone else so
1: yeah and you so you so you're putting it out there right and and for those of you that are listening um you are you're you're a white guy so you've been a white rapper for a long time does that factor in at all in your brain or in the way people receive you
0: um it ha it hasn't so far and and I hope this doesn't come off as cocky but I've been very hard pressed to to find anyone who's heard me rap say dude you suck or like that shit's trash and to be yeah, honest put on with you, I would You'll probably <laughs> be I would probably be thrilled to meet that person because I've always mm-hmm. kind of been mm-hmm. into the criticism. I welcome it. It's like it's how we get better at things or it's just it's they're like hey man that's fine. It's like but for to that person who's like hey I don't really like what you do, my follow up to him would be like, "Alright, well who do you listen to?" Cuz I'd be intrigued to hear what it, what you exactly think is good.
1: Yeah. Well that yeah, there's yeah, there's taste. I guess what I meant more on on the ends of like the, on on your end i don't know i don't know how you what we're gonna kind of dive into also today is how like you've always been a very confident um person and not only in, in not only your ideas but in in the way you carry yourself um so i don't see a lot of self-regulation self downgrading of of yours of yourself mm-hmm. out of fear and that's so intriguing to me because i spent a, a lot of time in in super um, I guess over self introspection. So to watch somebody walk around and just be confident and be cool and like sometimes p- people call me that, but when I see you, I'm like that's a that's another world. <laughs> but I, I again
0: like the, you you raise a really good point because I'm I think we're very similar in that it's like because trust me when I tell you like those anxieties are there they're in mm-hmm. there and maybe I can maybe I put up not to say a facade because I don't think it's fake or disingenuous it's like but I do it's like I kind of. I I work through those situations, trying to overcome that feeling where you do have to kind of remind yourself. It's like, oh, dude! It's like be be happy, be proud, be confident in what you're doing, and no matter what what it is, whether it's music or or Muay Thai or or whatever, just know what you're there for and and own it, and don't let any anything kind of like shake it because things things will. And there's not a, this isn't an everyday feeling. You can attest to that. Also, we yeah. wake up sometimes we're like, oh, dude, I suck. It's like, I'm like, but do you know what I mean? To somebody else, you're like, yeah, oh, you're killing it.
1: But I like that. I think that's important to hear and to, and to explore is the idea that nobody you see, maybe they do, but maybe nobody you see that you wake up and go, that guy's pretty confident, is just inborn with that maybe it is work maybe you do have to talk to yourself i don't know what your inner voice is Mm -hmm. you don't know my inner voice is maybe maybe matt before he goes in the studio has to be like you're good at this matt or maybe you don't like that's
0: it's it was it's weird like i i felt like years ago when i was doing this as a as a as a young man like i was a lot better at it (laughs) it's like so even coming back now i'm kind of like oh my god like because uh my buddy keem who helped produce the album I, it took me quite a few takes. Like when we first started doing this, I'm like, normally I would come in and I would rip through a song like two takes and be done. And I'm already on backups. Like now, yeah. I'm out of breath. Like I'm getting like winded at <laughs> some parts. And when you're making music, you can do a thing called a punch in. So like if you can't get through mm-hmm. a verse, they're so, like, all right, well we'll cut it here and then we'll punch you in and you can just finish it. But like i have always just been very determined. I was, like I don't want to do, I don't do it, I don't do no punch ins. We're not punching in because you kind of lose the tempo sometimes. So I'm like, I got to do it all the way through. And sometimes now that takes a lot longer than it used to.
1: I love the idea of, cause I'm familiar with punch-ins with like everything yeah. yeah. voice, but I love the idea in my head of Matt, like every 10 seconds going, can we throw a punch-in? <laughs> yeah, can we do a punch-in? Like, can we punch it? Matt, we didn't even start yet. yet but yeah, but can we do it? She's a- <laughs> like, I'm just making sure
0: everyone's okay with punch-ins here, if we don't mind.
1: I'm gonna need a couple punch-ins
0: and that's so funny it's like but you'll hear like it's like when I when I'm so hesitant to the punch in like there'll be like a song and then you will just hear like that <laughs> gasp <laughs> you're listening to some of the words and you're just like <gasps> like that deep breath and I'm like oh we can edit that out right we can just kill that silence
1: I love it can we do a punch can we do a punch out
0: <laughs> can we punch it out that I deep
1: out. breath um Matt's getting out of breath yo I used uh, to be, winded. I used to be winded I used to be able to dunk a tennis ball and now I can barely get net anything. yeah <laughs> crushes yeah, me yeah yeah, yeah. Cr- i'm like what happened to my legs Good God. but I'm, but that's what i love for, uh, what i love okay so you know part of the part of the reason we're, we're having this conversation is this idea that look you're you're almost 40 you're about to put out a fucking rap album right we're doing muay thai i'm doing podcasts like there's this energy behind oh wait i can you know mm-hmm. there's this energy behind oh i i i can be in the best physical shape of my uh, of my life if i'm willing to do some things i can You said it the other day, we don't need to live whatever other life you're living. You can live whatever life you want. So that's always tugging at people, but you're doing it now, right? So for for somebody who's sitting here listening, that's maybe dreaming of doing an album or maybe dreaming of doing anything that's creative or pushes against their comfort zone, against their edge, what would you say to them being in the middle of it right now?
0: Yeah, this is how I rationalize it in my own mind. I say to myself, like, this is the best way, and these are the best tools I have to fight the sands of time, if that makes sense. Because we can get, I mean, years are going to pass, and we've all kind of been doing what it is we were doing, whether you know you had a family, or you're raising your kids, or you're stuck in a job that may not be very gratifying for you. It's like you have to remind yourself, you can do the things you loved as a kid. And you can go try new things that are still going to kind of push yourself physically that will keep you feeling younger physically and, and mentally and spiritually. It's just for me, it's like I don't have to continue on this path and get into that like doldrum of here we go, just into this. It's like I can kind of fight, stave it off a little bit. So I would say, hey, if you want to stay young mentally, physically, push your limits, be out there and just do the things that you enjoy doing. Because most of our day, I think, is is taken up by stuff that we'd probably rather not necessarily be involved in.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. And th- there's a component to to this, to this following your your pa- your passion, or your path, or pushing your edge. That to me is synonymous with wellness, right? There's you know this podcast is called the Mighty Middle, and the middle is not necessarily about you know, political sides coming together, it's about balance. It's about Mm -hmm. finding our inner strength coming together, you know, within ourselves and with one another and emerging as our highest or best selves. Mm -hmm. And that's a very internal drive, right? But what other components do you think do that you can do, whether it's following your passion, exercising, that that land you in that place that feels like wellness, that feels like things are going well. I'm I'm aligned and I'm on the right path.
0: I think it's, again, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's everything that you take in, not just what you put out, but I think it's also what you're, what you're taking in. It's like what you're reading, what you're hearing, who you're around. It's like, so when you're bringing in positive, you know, stuff and, and you're watching positive things and you're eating healthy, you know how that you already know, you see the results of that, how it can make you feel. So I think also just with, you know, pushing yourself, challenge yourself, it's like be around like I don't want to say like-minded because I mean you don't want a bunch of yes people around you but yeah. be around people who are just about that same thing that's why when we talk you know about like the group it's like I love seeing the same people show up every day cuz you're like wow this is someone who you know not to say I aspire to be but like I like where your head's at
1: yeah that makes sense and then have you found yourself in any at any time altering the things you listen or watch or the people that are around you, have you changed a friend group? Have you found people like who are the people around you right now that are helping you do what you do?
0: Definitely you've you've been you've been a force in that throughout the years. And that's mm-hmm. you're not just someone I met. It's like, but you've always you've, you've always kind of and it's it's great because I would always say when your name was caught up, I was like, Christian's very easy to talk to. I'm like, no matter where I'm at, it's like he like he will engage in a conversation with you, listen to what you're saying and really kind of like come back. It's like, but yeah, I like to think we all have like three different like friends groups. You know, like there's the people that you could just hang out with and kind of just kill time and like watch a movie. But they're not always the ones. It's like there's I have friends that I've known for my whole life. I can't talk to them personally, though. It's like we can bullshit about tv or, or comics or whatever it is all day but if i'm having like a serious like if i need someone to like talk to about a serious issue they may not be the person that i go to mm-hmm. so i do i, I do ha- i think we pick and choose people that we're we're willing to open up to a little bit more than some others so yes what i listen to also like motivational like videos in the morning are always good it kind of gets you ready and, and reminds you that you're that that you can do better and it's not too late kind of
1: thing yeah so you're always you're essentially in a, in a way you're priming the pump you're feeding yourself good nutritional food and and whatnot for your mind and, and for your body and that's great that's always it's always such a baseline thing that i love and some people hear it and and they have an immediate like oh whatever that's bullshit i was like oh yeah i'll try it do it for a month yeah yeah. take take a month where you don't watch the news and you and you listen to people that are inspiring and just see if see if anything changes just as an experiment and i
0: think we're all prone to slip like it's it's so easy to fall back into those old characteristics it's like i can eat like i can eat like you know fruits vegetables for like four days but then like that fifth day i'm like Oh shit! There's pizza here.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's that's summer. That the entire season of summer there to me is. is. I, get all, off, like, uh, oh, I get like, I get up work and I go. Oh, I guess we'll have a cocktail and yeah, we'll wings.
0: Because yeah. <laughs> it's something about the weather and just like it, yeah. and, and and the indulgences of it, and they just go yeah. hand in hand. So I mean, we we fall, but I I try not to. I used to beat myself up about that a lot more. Where I don't anymore. I'm like, well, guess what? Tomorrow just. Get
1: back to it. Well, I think mm. I, I think it goes directly back to balance. So I don't give a fuck if I if I'm eating the wings or a cheese. Well now my cholesterol is high, so I gotta keep some things up. But mm. I don't give a fuck if I'm eating like wings or cheesesteak. If it's a portion of my life that doesn't define me. So right. if I'm eating well and going go well and go to the gym and somebody goes, Hey, we're gonna go eat at this awesome restaurant and you eat whatever you want, drink whatever you want. I want it. I want to be yeah. able to do that. I'm gonna go. If if I if a week or month goes by and I go I haven't set foot in the gym in a month or I just feel like sluggish shit, that's when I beat myself up rightfully so because I'm not beating we're not beating ourselves up. We're just it's life itself being like, "Yo buddy, you're fucking up.
0: <laughs> like, get, yeah, get get, get yeah. back get back on track.
1: Yeah, get yourself in aligned and, and healthy and we can do better shit." Mm, <laughs> mm, <laughs> but I would love that we that's very so we have true that internal we have that internal thing. And being being able to listen to it, whether it's, hey, go we'll fucking make some music, or, hey, go eat some, eat some fruits and vegetables. Yeah. Just listening to it. I think
0: that's the most important thing is like, because everyone, I think we all have that, you know, that voice in there. It's like, but some people turn the volume down and others are like, yeah, I want to crank that volume up because Cause if I don't hear it, if I don't, and if I don't, again, it's holding yourself accountable. You're like, it's, it's easy to just get lost in,
1: in, in the bullshit. It's interesting to me too. Do you think that voice ever goes away or just we find ways to like board up the door? (laughs) I think we, I think
0: we, I think we tune it out. And I think we, I think it's, it's always kind of been to our convenience or, or, when i'm ready to hear it kind yeah. of thing so yeah i think we've all like someone's i mean our, our brain is just constantly working and like i mean there's always someone behind that saying hey we should do this or this is might be a good idea
1: you you mentioned to a couple minutes ago you said groups different groups of friends so for folks that are listening we grew up on the, on the east coast of new jersey and i used to have a joke when i in my stand-up days and it was about how how in New Jersey, go fuck yourself is like our aloha, like yeah, that's how we say yeah, hello and goodbye, yeah. mm-hmm. and we and so we grew up, and a lot of people that grew up on the East Coast will have like a similar um, childhood of, oh, your good friends were brutal, like you bust balls and and you're not nasty to each other, but you're but you you fuck with each other a lot, a lot. So let me ask you a question: growing up with that, because there's a part of that to me that's that's a, that's a there's a comfort in being um, comfortable enough to do that with people, right? There's a trust in it. There's a trust in that. And then there's another side of it that to me is like a, a weird dream killer. When you live in a, in a, in a culture where you're, uh, people are always being made fun of for anything, I fear that it's it can cause people to not follow their dreams and instead follow the crew. Do you see that in any in any way in the culture?
0: I I, I do and I think I mean I think when you like you you can hear that like it's it's been it's been described by um a, a lot of like uh, motivational speakers like they kind of tell you that it's like these are And I don't think it's intentional when people do it either. They may just be having fun with you, but I think even on a subconscious level, let's like, uh, not to say people who aren't doing anything with their lives want other people to not, you know what I mean? And I think that's the fear, like people like, hey, I'm going to downplay what you're doing because if you reach this point, then I'm going to kind of still be stuck Mm -hmm. down here. If that if that makes any sense, and it's not, I really don't think it's coming from a an intentional place. I just think we all we want the people around us who we enjoy spending time with to kind of always be there Mm -hmm. and maybe like saying, ah, stop being a bitch or like the peer pressure. Like maybe that's not the best way to do it, but I think that's kind of where that comes from. Not to say that there's been people that are unsupportive of what I do, but I have a lot of great friends who haven't even like asked to hear the music or I would invite them to like an event and they'll be like, ah, well, I don't want to do that. Okay. Well, thanks.
1: Yeah. Thanks, buddy. I was
0: like, well, thanks. It's like, okay. And I don't want to be like, and I try not to even be malicious, but it's like, I kind of didn't want to do what I did for you last week too, but I still yeah, but I showed up. <laughs> it's like, but again, I I always hope I can maintain that. It's like, I'm going to try to be a better friend to my friends than and not necessarily expect it's like, but I'm going to give if I can, because it makes me feel good. And I'm always going to support. What other people are doing? That shit makes me happy. Like seeing you do this, this shit makes me happy.
1: Yeah, having you on here makes me happy. <laughs> Go suck each other's dicks. Good, good. <laughs> 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 no, um, but no, it, it's you mentioned friends, and and it's not even about you being a shitty friend. It's it's funny because you said something great about it being sometimes unconscious people seeing somebody rise and just you know not wanting to see them rise. Not like fuck, they don't. It's not consciously intentional but it may be completely intentional internally Mm -hmm. and they don't even know Mm it. Right, right. They're
0: not, I guess that's a better way of saying Like, I don't think they're aware of it, but I think it is. I think it's just a defense mechanism where if it's like, if I feel like I'm here and I see you're about to like shoot for the fucking stars, like I'm going to tie your shoelaces together.
1: (laughs) You know what I mean? So let me ask you a question. Because I feel, I'm aware, I don't know what it is or what the parameters are, but I'm aware of, I can have two different people and I've been trying to parse it out in my head. I can have two different people. Maybe they're old people I used to do comedy with. And some people excelling in me being like, fuck yeah, you deserve, it. you're the best. And other people that like, I'm not mad at them, but my body gets hot. And like, I'm not thrilled. And I'm not, I don't want to not be thrilled with somebody's success, but like, we're all human and, I, and I'm, I'm interested in exploring what that is or what causes me. It's usually when they're doing something that I want to be doing or think I should mm-hmm. be doing and I'm not pursuing it.
0: Well, I think that's where, I think that's where it comes from because that makes you take the hard look at yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're now you're like, Oh wow. It's like, I mean, another good friend of ours, Zach, you know, uh, Zach Pickard It's like, he, he left everything and did comedy. I don't know how better or worse his life is. Mm -hmm. It's like, but I know it's like, you used to work with me in these, in these restaurant jobs. And now you're not. So where I love like, you know, seeing his videos Mm -hmm. and like how he's active all the time. And I'm clicking likes. There's still a part of me. I'm like, Man, to be there, I wish I could be there. Not exactly where you're at, but to be in that situation.
1: Yeah, like you're clicking like a little too hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good job <laughs> with that face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great job. Fucking yeah. love it. So mm-hmm. proud of you. No, but so I love. But I love that. I love exploring that and and understanding that everyone at the end of the day becomes a mirror of ourselves. And if and if what we see in them makes makes ourselves look less than what we're capable of i don't even think it's comparing it to them i think it's internally being like oh fuck i can i i should or i want to do that or i could do that and i'm not doing the work that shows you that it shows you that
0: you're not trying it's like it's Mm -hmm. like you're seeing you're watching these things play out that you've been told you know like hey listen hard work determination chase your dreams don't give up blah 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 do all this yeah 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 and like they're words but then when you see them play out in front of you you are you're kind of like fuck is he just that good or am i just not putting in anywhere near the effort that he's putting in
1: so that's what i love brene brown has one as she opens one of her books out with a quote i think it's teddy roosevelt but it's the man in the arena and it's about the idea of like if you're not in there doing the work i don't give a fuck what you have to say that's paraphrasing Mm. go find the quote the man in the arena but it is that idea of it's easy to sit there and be like, Oh, I could do that. Oh, that guy's not even that funny, but you'd see it all the time in comedy. You probably hear it in rap, shitty rappers shitting on good rappers. And it's like, you ain't doing it. You haven't right. recorded anything. And I, right. and I'm trying to move out of that. And, and what kind of keeps me from falling into that is doing this work when I'm having a shitty day, you know, what immediately gets me out of it, sitting down and editing some of this stuff, Nice. pushing nice. these things forward, calling you having this recording, because you realize shitty days are just when you're sitting down thinking about the past or the future, but when you're in the work, you're like, "All right, well, I'm I'm moving somewhere. I'm moving towards something."
0: Right. He, uh, Gary V actually kind of like tackled that. Like he kind of said it best. He's like, "None of he's like he says all of you people want the accolades and like you want the finish line shit. You want the ah fuck it. but none of you want to. None of you enjoy." The process of it, like, like you just said, it's like, I love rapping. It's like, I'm not the best at editing and I probably like, there's a part of me that hates it, but you got to learn to love it. Cause that's the tedious work. That's the time. That's the time consuming stuff. It's like, so you do, you gotta, the the day you fall in love with all of it. Like that's when you've really set yourself free. It's like, dude, it's like, I can do this all day. I'm super excited to go and be in front of my computer and, and do it. Cause there's nobody cheering you on while you do that. Like, that's the yeah. thing they'll watch the podcast They're like that was so great it's like but nobody sat there with you while you were like
1: yeah listen you know? you, you've been in the recording editing it's pretty lonely work and, yeah. me and me and my friend dan talked about it last week on on the on this podcast and it was that idea of um we're talking about the hero's journey but like you just said the hard work that that is what separates the people that finish the game mm-hmm. so it's getting getting around this the, the the hero's journey and you get to the 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 trials and tribulations, the hard part, and some people never go past there.
0: Well, that's where a lot of people drop the. Again, they they, it's like
1: not doing that. Yeah, I love that. You know, there's there's a a saying. There's a book. Ryan Holiday has a book called "The Obstacle Is the Way," and it is that idea. It's like, look, you want to get that thing, you got one way to it, and it's and it's the hard shit.
0: And and another and to go even further on that another reality that they don't tell you is that once you hit that part where you think you're like oh I did this now here's the good thing now I can enjoy the spoils of it guess what there's immediately after that guess what there's more hard work yeah and it just doesn't yeah. like it's it's a non people think like hey I get to the finish line it's over and I made it and life is things are great it's like no you, you keep going
1: so once you know that the hard work is part of it and you know that the hard work is is necessary for the good stuff and you and that has to occur a couple of times in your life is there a point for you personally because you go to the gym you do the hard work that that's that that you have begun to enjoy it I, I know during it it's like yeah lifting doing squats is never super fun but is there a part of you that's accepted it and, and come to like enjoy it as like yeah this is i part of the bigger I, picture
0: enjoyment with it may not be the best word, but I will tell you, it's like, I I get up, I know I'm going to feel good after. So yes, there is, while I'm there, maybe not the, necessarily the best things, and we do have things that can cope. We love, you know, in the, the gym. You, see, it's, you hear it, it's a thing. It's like, if you go to the gym without your headphones, it's the worst workout of your life. Because I mean, granted, there's music there, but it's shitty music that you don't want to hear. So you do have ways to make it more palatable. So, but um, I think more importantly for me, the motivator is, I don't want to be, I don't want to feel guilty about not going. That was always the thing. Like, and granted, like, and I know there's days where it's like, hey, you know, there is a day you can rest. It's like, you're not supposed to go six or seven days a week. So do take a day. I was like, but even that one day, I'm like, damn, there was no reason why I couldn't again. like, you felt like, like, I feel like a piece of shit now for not. So for me, it was like, I don't want to have to hear myself telling me that it's like, dude, you fucked up more so than like the enjoyment of it when it comes to that specifically
1: yeah yeah you don't enjoy it but you're like it, it's part of a bigger picture i enjoy being a person who feels good about themselves right and and if part of that is fucking squats yeah then and, it's, it's, and
0: then burpees for days it's gonna suck right. but guess what you're like dude
1: fucking you're gonna burpees. feel great
0: you're gonna feel great afterwards you're gonna like oh this was awesome i feel a lot better now
1: absolutely i i was thinking about i've known you for years and this is the, we're gonna kind of change tracks here You've always astounded me with your movie knowledge—not movie <laughs> knowledge, but your ins- your not encyclopedic knowledge. It's a, it's like Johnny Mnemonic,
0: like with it, like how it's like like I have. It's so weird. I always tell people because like, like I know what you're leading into it's like I was always very great at like movie lines and remembering, yeah, like, yeah, re- the yeah. premise or the plot of something. And I would always say to people, like, oh my god, it's like you like you've, it's like you can repeat them word for word. I'm like, yeah, if only my memory was good at like shit that could have like made me money. It's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's like how cool would that have been? It's like no, it's like God was like, I'm gonna, you're gonna. Be able to quote like Scorsese movies like No One's Business. I'm like, oh no, math, no, you're not gonna. All right,
1: <laughs> I'll make this work. That's actually what I was gonna ask you. I'm so glad you brought it up because I guess the answer is though is this idea that it's like a photographic memory for things, um, all all things movie and, and topical, and you could name not only a movie but you'll throw a quote out there in the in the voice in the whatever, yeah, and it's insanity, yeah, 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 yeah. and that doesn't translate into anything else. <laughs>
0: And I think, yeah, well, you're right. It's like, but I, I think it's, I mean, again, voiceover, like I hope like even to like do a character or something like would be great. It's like, but yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, there was a show, there was a show on years ago, it was on Comedy Central and it was called the World Series of Pop Culture. And it was like you would go up with a three-person team, and it was all things like that, all things pop culture. What movie? What was this from? And there was a cash prize for that. So I kind of figured, it was like, that was my one shot. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I missed the opportunity to be on that show because that probably would have been like this would have been like the payoff, you know? Like I saved all this stuff up here for this one moment.
1: Do you th- you think you could have got it? That's oh, it,
0: I would have. I just was. I, I kept looking. I was like, how do I audition for this show? And then before you know it, like, I guess it was like canceled or it just didn't last long. But I was like, oh man, that would have been cool. I would have been.
1: <laughs> I've always been the opposite. Like, they had that that show, Don't Forget the Lyrics. Mm-hmm. And I realized during that show that I actually don't know the lyrics to almost anything, even like my favorite albums. <laughs> if you were like, to, I've just you, been
0: filling in words. If you <laughs> had to press evidence. me on it,
1: I would, I would be hell bent to name a fucking. <laughs> I'll, I'll sing a will sing lyric from a Sublime song, and I have a Sublime tattoo. That's crazy. It's all gibberish. <laughs> like it doesn't
0: make sense to me at all. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it yeah. throw one of those in. That's all you got to
1: do. Where Where did that? Like, I, it's one of my favorite things about you. Is like, because you're one of the you know the funniest people I know, and 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 quick witted. And okay. I've I've always having an improv background. I always love hanging around with people that don't do improv, like or haven't done it in like a in a formal setting but you're like, I wish this guy was on my team because it's just mm-hmm. such an easy back and forth banner. What do you think it takes to be good at improv or just like banter back and forth or being present in a conversation?
0: I think, I mean, for me, I definitely think it was something that was, I always tell myself and my daughter specifically, I'm like, I believe I have a performer spirit, if that makes sense. And I think you can kind of know exactly where I'm coming from. And this can go back to when I was a kid, like, I mean, at Christmas At my grandparents' house, like, when I'm, like, seven, eight years old and, like, the whole family's there, I used to recite, like, Eddie Murphy raw, like, stand-up. Like, I would get up there on an old relative's cane and I'd be in there doing, like, you know, trying to sound like Eddie Murphy, like, just really, like, trying (laughs) to ham it up because I loved... The reaction I got, not to say, I mean, I guess you wanted the attention It's like, but the reaction I got. And here I am thinking I'm doing such a good job. And I yeah. probably was. But to the adults, they're just like, look at this. They're probably like, look at this little freaking kid out here freaking snapping like with Eddie So with that, I think that was just always like I, I liked getting up there. And even through school, like I participated in drama and the plays, like I just always enjoyed. Getting up there. and like, and and you know who who knows? That might have been part of my Napoleon complex too. Like the short guys, like I still kind of felt like maybe I had to be the loudest voice in the room. It's like this is my platform, and now all eyes are on me. So I mean it was just cool and ever got
1: Do you feel that I I've never really got You know, in in a negative way, a sense of a Napoleon complex. Has your height? What? How do you think your height has affected you in the way you in the way you? I think we
0: all just. I think we all just have you know those one or two things that you know. If if there is any insecurity, like that that there's always it's usually focused on one or two things. And not to say me being short ever stopped me from achieving anything I ever wanted to, and not even to say I would change it, but I would say the one thing that I'm probably not even judged on the most, but like if everyone's like, oh Matt, like what uh little Matt? Like that's mm. kind of like, like, oh, okay. Little you're Matt. Like, yeah, little Matt. Yeah. Little Matt, little Matt Smith? little Matt Smith? Yeah, that's a
1: better than little dick, Matt. Oh, yeah. Matt. Yes. Matt with the little dick. No one ever says that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no one ever says
1: that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> Turn the camera <gum laughs> <off. laughs> up. Turn the camera up. Fucking Stop
0: But no, yeah, it is, it's it's just one of those things you're just kind of like, eh.
1: But I wonder if it's like, like you know how they say if you lose a sense. I have no sense of smell. I don't know if you know that, but like people are like, well, do you have other senses? Like I don't know if the, if it's the other ones are stronger. But do you think do you think being being shorter has caused you to be more performative or more confident? Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. I
1: think, and I don't know if like one
0: directly coincides with the other, but it's like as you know when we're when we're as we're growing up, we all kind of I guess want to find that thing that we're good at, you know it's like you know you're told it's like hey listen we all have gifts everyone has a gift everyone's gifts are different whatever the case may be it's like and there are people who are just you know you watch them as a kid you're like wow they're really great athletes it's like they're that's awesome i wish i could do that or uh, get an opportunity so for me i think it was like hey i can be funny i have no i can be funny i'm not shy at all so i don't have a problem with getting up and and whether it's you know me telling a joke or or spit in a verse whatever the case may be it's like i'm gonna do this in front of everyone and i like to look at the reactions in other people's faces when they're like oh damn like i can't fuck with you there it's like you know so it was it was one of those things where you're like i'm gonna show you what i can do it's like and granted not to say like being tall like coincides with that at all but it's like this is what i'm good at
1: Nice. And as soon as you're feeling good, they're like, whatever, little dick Matthew. And yeah. you're like, no. Like, you
0: Right. Like again. Again. <laughs> again. So it just keep coming up.
1: <laughs> no, you um so what what I like about it is you 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 do have a you have a performer's confidence, but you have an improviser's um sense of collaboration. Mm-hmm of being able to bounce off people and ideas and and, and rhymes and jokes and whatnot. And that's always something that I think is indicative of intelligence and also just awareness of people, like listening. Mm -hmm. Do you find that at all? Like, Do you think you're a good listener?
0: Yeah, uh, more so, yeah, yes I do. Uh, I think we all kind of still like, I mean, we kind of, the trick is like not like listening and not just waiting for your turn to speak again. But I think throughout the years and like the jobs I've had, it's like I've always worked very well with others. And I kind of attributed that as like I'm a good conveyor of information also. It's like, so yes, I have to listen to what it is you're 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 contributing or or pick up on what you're good at in order to make whatever I'm saying relatable. It's like, but... I've never had a problem, like of all the jobs I've had throughout the years, and you know how the restaurant is, it's like, it's a, it's a turnstile. So you're constantly getting like new people over the years. It's like, I can, I can wholeheartedly say like, I've never had any of those inter, you know, office squabbles with people. Yeah. It's yeah. like And I don't, and maybe it's because I'm like easy to swallow. I'm not very, like, I'm not in your face. I don't try to boss people around, but I, I just always felt that I worked very well with other people and like whether it's music or even you know when me and you are like coming up with ideas it's like i kind of know where they're going with it and i can kind of jump in and like we'll play off of this because this is cool i like where you're going
1: yeah it's some i mean i think about that when i think of like the people i want around me it's so fun to have fun funny people my some of my favorite times just being it in l.a it makes everything go Canadians. by oh. yeah
0: makes it makes it makes the time fly and everyone just has a blast
1: you know what zings me we were talking a little about like um regret or jealousy In a a sense, but I'll watch uh, Judd Apatow. It'll be pictures like him on set in all his movies and like everyone just like laughing or outtakes of. Of some of those movies. And I'm like, just to be there. And I'm like, that's your job. So great. Right. And there's hard things, right? There's obviously there's still that shit work you gotta do, but you've also get to sit around with some of the funniest people on the planet and make funny things. How
0: like how surreal uh, that must be to like be mm -hmm. even around them. I can only imagine, like, even like, you know, because I've done like extra work and I'm sure you have. I've I've seen a couple of your commercials, like, but when you're like just to be in the presence of those people and get to see them at work, it's got to be very awe inspiring. You're like, wow, you, that's, yeah, that's amazing. To be to like you say to to call that your job, like that would be, that'd be great. And again, as an outsider, there's probably parts of it where they wake up and they're like, I don't want to do this shit today.
1: Yeah, hundred percent.
0: But we'll pull it together, and they'll come out, and they'll still be charismatic as fuck. And you're like, wow. And he's having a bad day. You're like, that's him on a bad day. Like imagine what his, what his good days are like, you
1: know? And I think you you know, you said charismatic as fuck and it and it makes me think I think what one, one of your one of your superpowers is that ability to be yourself wherever you go, and it's a combination of confidence, a combination of those things, to be like, "Hey, I'm comfortable here," and you let me know what we need, and and we'll make this thing happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's I would call it a superpower, and I think you you've got it. I appreciate
0: I appreciate that. That's <laughs> good. I do like. I mean, I like it. it's 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 good to know where your <laughs> your strengths are, because you kind of want to you you want to you want to do what you can to bolster those things. You know.
1: Yeah, you know where your strength isn't. Oh, God. Your your little do dick. My,
0: <laughs> <you're> <laughs> obviously my microphallus has always been problematic for no.
1: me. But um, oh setbacks. That's tough. Yeah. Do you have Do you have places where you're you're striving to get better at, um, or that you feel pull pull you back in any way?
0: Um, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say pull me back, but there are definitely like I mean like new ventures like obviously like trying to dive into something where where this maybe can primarily be be work for me, like with like with voiceover. It's like I I won't say that I don't feel so good. It's like here's it's it's funny because when I listen to people who do it for a living, I'm like, I know about myself, I could probably pull off two or three lines of maybe any I don't want to say any character, but I can pull off two or three lines impressionist wise of someone. But then I got to think to myself, I'm like, could you do an entire scene like that? Would you be able to like pump out like, you know, could you like carry a monologue like that? Or are you just a two line guy and you can like do that? So that's kind of where I'm like, I don't necessarily know how good I'll be at that. Yeah. But I'm still willing to to find out. At the end of, the, of that, I'm like, I'll get better with practice. But it's like, if I was to go on an audition, that might get you in the door. But then they're like, all right, well, we need you to read this. I'm like, oh, shit.
1: So it's almost like a form of imposter syndrome yes, of like, yes. yeah, I'm good at, I, and I get it. I'm good enough at art for people to be like, Hey, good artwork. But if somebody's like, Hey, can you do this certain thing? There's part of me. That's like, I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I remember my first mural being like, I've like, you, you've got it. So, so that's kind of the thing you've got to do it once, mm. right? The, there's a first time you have to do it and then you have to learn. And then you go, whoo! Got through that. And then the next time you learn a little more, and right? You're a little, like you're right. a two line guy, and then maybe mm-hmm. next time you're a five line guy. And next thing you know, you got a 22 minute episode on the show, and now you're a, a, a season character. Right. Right. Plus, right. like you said, you can always do cut ins and cut outs Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Paste. <laughs> definitely punch me in that. But yeah, it's it's punch it's. Me it's in you, I, I don't think anyone's going to punch me in. Please. And it's like, I I think we all just don't want to bite off more than we can chew. And I kind of feel like that's where I'm at. It's like, yeah, it's like, don't take on more than you feel like you can. But also you're like, but I do want to challenge myself a bit. So you kind of have to, you're right. You do have to, you have to go and do that first mural,
1: you know? Okay. So let me ask you about that. Is biting off more than, I think about this a lot. Do you think you're at your full capacity? Do you think you could bite off more stuff if it was things you wanted to do? Because when I equate biting off more than I can chew, I equate it with time spent doing things I don't want to do. So right. if you're in a crappy job and and somebody's like, hey, would you work 60 hours a week? You're like, 60 hours of this? No, I'd kill myself. Mm-hmm. Or 80 hours a week. But you're not doing 80 hours a week of that. You're doing 60 hours a week of the thing you enjoy doing. So do you think, do you think that you can – When you say bite off more than I can chew, are you willing to spend more time doing the thing that you want to do?
0: Yes. Yes. And I'll tell you why. Because with that being said, it's like I worry more about like the biting off more than I can chew. I think the the consequence to that is like worst case scenario is like I'm going to look stupid and they're gonna find out how inexperienced
1: I am. Got it. So it's not it's not work ethic.
0: Yeah, no, that's the worst thing that's like as like I it's like, like I may like say I get a job, right? And then they're like, oh, and then like you know, like first day of it, they're like you haven't really done this very long, have you? Like once they, <laughs> once they realize, like you're like, I don't know. It's like I lied on my resume kind of shit. You're like, so turns out, turns out I didn't really do
1: all this stuff. I'm so, wait, I'm so glad I have you on here because you were part of it. The first time I ever bartended Was Firefly Festival? Do you remember that? Uh, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wait. So, for those of you listening, I used to live in L.A. for a long time, and I've been in restaurants for years, and I kind of lived with bartenders, and a lot of people, and I hung out with people that that worked for liquor companies. So people thought I bartended. So, cut to a couple years later, I'm back in New Jersey. And my friend calls me from the West Coast and she goes, hey, they're looking for bartenders for Firefly Festival. Firefly is a festival of like 150,000 people. She was like, I told them about you. You should do it. It's good money. And I was like, okay, Karen, I've never bartended. And she's like, it's all right. Just call him anyway. So I call him up and I talked to him. And during the call, I was like, I mean, if you're looking for like a, a banger, banger, awesome, amazing bartender, I'm probably not your guy. And he's like, okay. But then they call me back a little bit later and they're like, look, we really like it, Karen likes it. We think you should try it. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. Hung up the phone and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Then I just signed yeah. up for you. Yeah. So then I called you, Maddie, if you remember, and I go to your, I go, Matt, yes. I've never bartended. Can you teach me how to like shake? Like a couple,
0: like, yeah, 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 drink, I do remember. Like a, just a couple recipes. Like I went things. No, no, I
1: went to your house with like, a, with a bottle, with yes. a porc, I didn't know how to pour it. And I was like, and I sat at your house. We were, we were watching like, um, curb your enthusiasm and i just kept practice pouring drinks for, for hours <laughs> yes and, i do and i get so i do that for like the week and i get to firefly i I drive down there it's in delaware i get there and all these bartenders are like they look like bartenders tatted up super cool and i'm full on imposter i'm at 89 percent imposter mm-hmm. syndrome right now mm-hmm. and then they're like we need you to batch cocktails and it's all in milliliters and i'm like i'm going to be found out this is it like, I don't this know is how to you measure. Think,
0: yeah. You're like, this is
1: what I'm doing? This is when they all turn to me and go, have you ever bartended before? And I go, I haven't. <laughs> so, But, <laughs> but they it's don't, just... but they don't. So I'm this close to being found out. And then and then somebody goes, we need somebody to cut fruit. And I go, I got the fruit. <laughs> <Yeah>. Cause, <laughs> cause like, I'll I, take that job, yeah, yeah, I can do that. Cause I can cut fruit. So finally we get in there and I'm, I'm like sweating internally and externally. And what was interesting was we get out there, we practice, we make a few cocktails, people start coming in and I, I swear to God after five or six drinks, it was like I belonged there. Yeah. Does so that make sense? Like yeah. five or six drinks Absolutely. of being in it, I was perfectly fine. And after the first day, the next day that was all gone. But there was there was something about that because you mentioned imposter syndrome where I went from, I've never done this thing to, I'm gonna do this thing for 150,000 people. And it was only in doing the work, it was only in physically getting through it that I came out the other side. And that, that feeling of imposter syndrome left me in a Well, sense. I
0: think ultimately that's another excellent point that you bring up because I, I, to this day, I think another one of our greater greatest strengths for, for me, especially when it comes to that, and, and I mean, I'm sure you can relate, is like I I'm comfortable being thrown to the wolves. It's like where I may not be, I may not be, Great at it, and I may know in my own mind. I'm like, all right, I'm not super good at this. It's like they don't know that yet.
1: Mm-hmm. They could
0: very well find it out. It's like, but I'm willing to get thrown into the fucking wood chipper, and <laughs> and take those hits of whatever will come. And I mean, it does get easier. You get more comfortable with your knowledge of what you're doing. Is like, but there's still days to this day where I go to work on a Saturday, and that anxiety is like, what are you going to get hit with today? is it going to be smooth and easy or is it going to suck am i going to be on service making the worst drinks ever or is it going to be all beers where i could just like oh thank god thank god so yeah i mean i still get that to this day that doesn't that doesn't always go away
1: it, i think i think like the hard work it it always comes up you just learn better ways to manage it and and and, and wrap your mindset around it
0: Last week at, at Josie's, actually, in particular, there was a woman sat at the bar, and I'm getting crushed on service. And she must have said to me a thousand times, she's like, you are remaining so calm and, like, collected. She's like, I don't know how you do it. And I looked at her and I said, I'm screaming up here. She's like, you know what I mean? It's like, I was like, keep that in mind. It's like, I guess I've noticed I've, I've uh, like doing this so many years. Like, there's no sense in, like, pissing and moaning and being vocal. like, mm. man, this is uh, it's like so. I will just keep like straight face. It's like, but in my mind, I'm kind of just like, oh my god, like someone help me. Like, where's the glassware? Where's this? So yeah, it's it's getting it is. You just got to push. You push through it, and
1: yeah. Well, one of the things we talk about yoga is, is you learn by playing and failing, and playing and failing are the same thing. And I've always right. loved that of like. Failing is the only way you're going to learn. Like You get fucked up on a Saturday night shift. On, guess what? The next Saturday, you're going to prep a little bit better. Mm-hmm. You're going to be a little more knowledgeable about cocktails. You're going to do whatever it takes to, to keep that balance and keep doing a good job. Keep, keep your integrity up with the, with the job you're supposed to do. Right, so that makes a hundred percent sense. Of like, you don't know that until you fucking are thrown to the wolves. No, you have to yeah. <laughs> until you're again. In the wood you can you can practice, you can practice, and I mean,
0: we go through these training processes. Of no matter what it is, it's like, but the first day you get up and do stand up, like, you don't know what to expect. And I guess the worst possible feeling I would always think is to just have like the crickets. It's mm-hmm. like I think that would kind of suck. But there's also a part of me I'm like, you know what? It might actually be fun to just bomb like just to get it, get that feeling out of the way. So he's like, all right, I know what this feels like. So when the next time I'm encountered with it, I'll either have to change, you know, the strategy add a different, you know, whatever it is, it's like, but yeah, just.
1: I, I think a 1000% getting up and finding out you're bad at something is a 1000% preferable to regretting, never trying it. Right, that's, that's powerful, that's powerful you'll get done you'll get crickets after stand up but you'll still internally there'll be a glow of like i fucking got up. i there. did that
0: shit yeah i did that shit
1: 100 percent.
0: that's like something you can check off and again it's like it's still something like you know me it's like that's that's bucket list for me that's something that i've always would have liked to have you know tested the waters off and it's obviously still on the table but i just i would i would be intrigued like i said just to see how that would.
1: Turn out. Matt, Matt, you're you're five five, four years old with a tiny dick. With you're, dick. You're, you're done. done. You're, you're done. done.
0: <laughs> you're done. No, Matt, you're laughing got... stock. <laughs> you're you're here laughing stock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, speaking of so, okay, so let's get into it. So you you are one of the funniest people I know. You do do you're, so you do voiceover acting. Um, you're you're about to drop an, an EP. Can we dive into you have a couple? You have a couple impressions that I love. You have a couple of things that I love. Here you do. Can we bang out a couple for for the we listeners? Can.
0: Absolutely. Um. We'll we'll keep it, we'll keep it very, like I've always, I, my, when I think of doing like voice acting, like you said, it's like, I could probably read a commercial, right? Like, yeah. like a car commercial, I could probably do something like that. It's like, but I would love to be, I like more of the character stuff. So to land on a, on a show like The Simpsons, like that's like a dream, like to be able to be like a reoccurring character. That's what I love the most about that industry. So, you know, things like Family Guy were always very big for me. So. So, I can do Stewie very well. Like, I do a great Stewart. It's like, you can just put that <laughs> together. It's like, I could probably carry on full conversations like this and not feel super weird. But that's like, uh, taught me also, I'm like, well, is that really a stretch? I was like, so, so I try to play with other, I would do like on my TikTok, I wanted to make my TikTok kind of, um, I guess it's, it's actors auditioning for roles that they were never in.
1: Mm-hmm. Which we always
0: thought is like it's a great idea. It's like putting someone like like Morgan Freeman and like Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory, you know, because he was like a Shawsh- do it very like Shawshank though, where it's like, oh, I didn't think much of Charlie Bucket when he first came <laughs> to my chocolate factory. Who would have known that he would crawl through a river of chocolate and come out clean on the other side? <laughs> it's just, like, you know, it's just like things like that. I was like, you don't belong there. Yeah, it's like, you know? I love it. Things like that were always good.
1: It's so perfect. Remember we, we had talked about a sketch. It was Morgan Freeman. Was, was it the restaurant industry? What was yes, that? yes, yes, yes. What was the yes, line yes. that killed No, when
0: he was like, uh, he's, he's like, he's like <laughs> you get called in the office and he's like, well, you know, I'm going to have to write you out for tardiness. He's like, tardiness? He's like, that's just a word. It's a like politician. That's a manager's word. So you can put on a shirt and tie and have a job. He's like, 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 "So go on and stamp your forms, sonny, and quit wasting my damn time."
1: Oh, I love it. Wait, what was the wait? There was another one, real quick. There was Bane. What was the Bane one? Um, in the weeds, was it? Uh- <laughs> I think it's out of context. We were talking about being like, being like in the weeds and the rest Yeah,
0: and he's like, oh, he's like, you believe the host is your ally. <laughs> but I was born in the weeds, molded by it. I hadn't seen a clear station till I was a grown man. <laughs> uh, it's not, we had a lot of good, like we had no, a lot of good concepts for things like that. And I still kind of like, I enjoy like grafting those skits. I would love to to maybe like bring those to life one day too cuz yeah even if it's animated really, yeah those would be really great they'd be really funny i think
1: you did another one it was it was Stewie as Joe Pesci in Casino which i don't know why it fucking kills me <laughs> uh
0: the scene where he had to where, where Pesci was was met up with Charlie Clark because charlie clark was ducking him and i just always remember there was that family guy episode where stewie was trying to get the money from brian you know and he's Mm -hmm. like he's like where's my money man he's like so i kind of figured that'd be funny he's like when pesci explained to charlie clark and he's like he's like perhaps i didn't quite explain exactly what it is i do for instance tomorrow morning i'll wake up bright and early and i'll go down to the bank and see you and if you don't have my money for me, I'm going to crack your skull in front of everyone in the bank. And maybe when, you're, when I'm coming out of jail, hopefully you'll be coming out of your coma. And guess what? I'll crack your skull again. Because I'm stupid. I don't give a fuck about jail. I just picture like him talking to Brian like, in that scenario. Like, oh, things like that it kills, always.
1: It kills me. There's something about hearing that voice, in, especially in these headphones, out of your mouth. Yeah. I fucking it, love it.
0: It doesn't match at all. and I think that's always what I like the most about. I mean, not just voiceover, but I guess I would consider myself more of an impressionist because I do have original characters, but I kind of find it difficult. Like, well, how do I write a dialogue or how would I write an audition for a character that I think I can do a voice for it's always just been a lot easier and not to say I enjoy taking the easy route, but it's just always easier. Like I can sound like this and just put this in a different situation where it'll kind of like make it fresh. And it's, it's fun. I have a blast doing it.
1: Let me with that. Actually, let me put that out there too, because, because my I have another buddy that went interview for this podcast. His name's Lloyd. He was, he was my old boss at the West side comedy theater and he's oh, wow. he's epic Lloyd. So he does epic rack battles of history. I don't know if you've ever seen. Uh, that. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. I have. Those are great, by the way.
1: It's If they have two random people battle, two people from history will battle rap and they'll put it to the audience to be like, who do you want to see battle next? So I'll actually put it, if, if I put this clip up at all, I'll put it to the audience. Like if anyone's listening and you're like, oh, I'd be interested in hearing this person do this voice or, or these two characters kind of mashed up you know comment comment on this video if it's up and and let us know if you want to see maddie do anything because it's always nice for you to also get these ideas from people to be like oh that's actually something i never thought of you
0: that you mentioned that like i think one of the one of the first voiceover um mashups that i did like that i did was definitely a question i posed i said hey challenge me give me something like yeah it's like who would you like to see like in um in in a movie or like who would you like like if i had if i was auditioning and Mm -hmm. I, it it was a YouTube. I don't know if you're familiar with Ross Marquard, but Mm-mm. he was an actor. I was kind of introduced to him. He was an actor on The Walking Dead, and he just oh, did he do all
1: the voices? Did he do like a bunch of different accents?
0: So it was so unknown to me when I saw him on the show. Like when you see him on the show, you're like, oh, he's an actor. He's playing you know a role on The Walking Dead. I I, I love that show. It was a great show, but you didn't know that he did this stuff until so you watch it. But he did this amazing montage of just that. It was, um, he, and he did so many of them. He did like John C. Riley and taxi driver. (laughs) It's just like, he's like, who the fuck are you talking to? He he did, he was spot on with all of them. Like James Gandolfini and Godfather, which wasn't a big stretch, but just like, he, like, he was so good at it. And that's kind of where you got the idea. and like, that's, that's dead on shit. Like that's, that's a good concept.
1: But I think, like I said, I think you're a killer. And if anyone's listening, and you want it, you want to comment below or, or, or mention anything you want to try out, I'll send it. I'll get it to Matthew because it's it's always nice to build that real. I need that.
0: Yeah, stretch your legs, man. You got stretch your legs.
1: Um. Yeah. So so Matt, like I said, I appreciate you coming on here. Let's you know before we go, just to, just a quick just a quick recap in a way of. You know, you're dropping an EP. You're about to do these things. You're you're really stepping into something you've, I guess, wanted to. You're stepping into a dream. You're walking into into fulfilling something you've wanted to do for a while. Is there anything about the process or anything? I guess you'd say words of advice or uh, of anybody that's that's on that on that edge on that ledge thinking of it, but maybe maybe a little afraid to take the leap.
0: I think again. I think um, it's. Uh, the like some of the greatest stuff i've heard again like victor used to tell me this all the time and i know it's 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 pretty commonplace for anyone who 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 puts themselves out there it's 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 start become comfortable being uncomfortable and i think if you can start there like everything not to say it'll become easier it's like but you you'll you'll come in with this sense it's like i'm not going to be great at this right off the bat this may not be for everyone but you will eventually get better and you will connect to your audience. And I think those two things are are important when, when taking a chance on, on anything. And I mean betting on yourself. It's like believe in yourself and, and just be comfortable knowing that you're not going to be great at it right off the bat. But with time, it'll get easier. You'll become more comfortable. You'll get better. And that will all resonate. And people will start to see it in you. And you're like, wow. And you'll know, you'll you'd like, you know, you're on the right path with
1: it. Beautiful, Matt. Thank you. Thank you so person. much. Thank you so much. I, I, I like, a blast, brother. Yeah. And like I said, so, so this, this, you know, the mighty middle, the point of the podcast, one of the tenets of it, one of the things we're out for is creating a culture of connection and, you know, talking to people that are, that are curious or compassionate and courageous and you're, you're, you're all three to me, buddy. Thank you're you. I'd you, you. This you, was a fucking,
0: this was a blast. Yeah. I was, I was telling everyone today, I'm like, Oh, I'm going on a podcast. And I'm like, it's kind of like me puffing my chest up
1: yeah i'm gonna be yeah, yeah, ha- happy to have you happy to happy to put you on blast your talents and, and your skills and just you as a person it. so thank you buddy yeah thank you for coming on today
0: <laughs> now we just come out of like yeah. each other's rooms It's like you're like you're right behind me. You're like walking by, Going to the bathroom, like rip one right as you like go in there. I'm like, oh all right try yeah. this. Do, <laughs> yeah you do, you do. <laughs> So can you Wait. bring me water? Like yeah. your hand just comes across <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> buy, buy some toilet paper that's all. That's fucking great, dude. That's so funny. Christian, thank you so much, bro. I'm waiting for my day to come. Maybe I should blow it up and make today the one. I love to stay, but I think I'm gonna take the cake and run. I'm pacing in